Good morning. morning. Welcome to worship on this first Sunday after Epiphany. I rejoice with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Please sign the worship register in your pews if you haven't already done so. We join in our opening hymn, hymn 374, The Star Proclaims the King is Here. Please stand. For our worship this morning, we follow service setting one as it begins on page 154 in our hymnals. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just. Let us confess our sins to the Lord. Holy God, gracious Father, I am sinful by nature and have sinned against you in my thoughts, words, and actions. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved others as I should. I deserve your punishment both now and forever. But Jesus, my Savior, paid for my sins with his innocence. Our gracious Father in heaven has been merciful to us. He sent his only Son, Jesus Christ, who gave his life as the atoning sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. 
Therefore, as a called servant of Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Father in heaven, at the baptism of Jesus in the river Jordan, you proclaimed him your beloved son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. Keep us who are baptized into Christ faithful in our calling as your children and make us heirs with him of everlasting life. Through your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Our first scripture reading for the first Sunday after Epiphany is written in Isaiah chapter 42, beginning with verse 1. God the Father is speaking here, announcing his Son as his servant, anointed by the Spirit to do the work of Savior as the light of the world. Here is my servant whom I, whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my Spirit on him, and he will bring justice to the nations. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his teaching the islands will put their hope. This is what God the Lord says. 
the creator of the heavens who stretches them out, who spreads out the earth with all that springs from it, who gives breath to its people and life to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles, to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. The word of the Lord. Our psalm today is Psalm 45, which you'll find in your hymnal as Psalm 45. It's two verses of a hymn that's a new melody to us. Uh, actually, it's in the old, old hymnal as a melody, but uh, helps if you look at the music as you're learning to sing this Psalm 45. second scripture reading is written in Acts chapter 10, beginning with verse 34. Peter reviews how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit at his baptism, and thus Jesus began his ministry of power and compassion. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea. 
beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand. gospel for today is written in Matthew chapter 3 beginning with verse 13. This gospel reading serves as the basis for our sermon which has the theme the light is shining in the darkness at his baptism. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John but John tried to deter him saying I need to be baptized by you and do you come to me? Jesus replied let it be so now it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you. We join in the hymn of the day, hymn 377, To Jordan's River Came Our Lord. Please be seated.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear baptized children of God and heirs of heaven, it may sound like I'm complaining, but I'm really not. Well, maybe I am. Uh, it's been really dark and dreary and gloomy. When's the last time we've had a full day of sunshine? And yesterday, the weather people promised that it was going to get sunny. I didn't see the sun. Yeah, I guess I am complaining. There's something built into us that needs sun, needs light. We need daylight. We need sunshine. We need the warmth of that. We need the comfort of it. We need the brightness of it. We need the beauty of it. And, and that's actually a really good reminder, a physical reminder of our spiritual need, our spiritual reality. I have a sin-darkened soul. Sin blackened by my evil and my wickedness. I need the sun to break through that darkness, that gloom, that doom. I need Jesus more than I need the daylight and the sunlight. And that's true for all of us. The problem is, John 3.19 says it like it is. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of the light, because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. So we're really all, by nature, like scared, terrified mice when the basement light gets turned on, all running for cover, all running to hide in the darkness because we don't want our sin to be exposed. We don't want it right out there in the open. But the epiphany season is really all about Jesus be re being revealed as the light that we don't have to be afraid of. We don't have to run away from him. In fact, we can run to him and know that he's going to forgive us and love us and save us and bless us and comfort us and warm us and brighten our souls with his life-giving light. That's the Jesus who's revealed in Scripture at his epiphany, at his baptism. The light is shining in the darkness at his baptism. Really, the spotlight is on Jesus at his baptism. The baptism spotlight beams on him. All attention on Jesus. And that's good, because Jesus should receive all of the attention, all of the focus, the spotlight on him because of who he is and why he came and what he's all doing in this world as he's living here. So it's the Father's voice. This is my son whom I love. With him I'm well pleased. Father's voice puts the spotlight on Jesus as his beloved son. He's the eternal son of God. Come from heaven to live here for a while with us in our sin-darkened, blackened world that is so in desperate need of light. It's the beloved Son of God from the radiance and glory of heaven who comes to live here in our world as the light of the world. And he's here to fulfill all righteousness. That's the, the dialogue between John the baptizer and Jesus, the one who comes to be baptized. I need to be baptized by you, Jesus. And you come to me? Well, what's going on here? And Jesus says, 
Allow it to be so for now, to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus is doing everything as one who is born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem us who are under the law, who haven't done the right things at all times, haven't fulfilled the righteous requirements of the law. We're not the commandment keepers. We're the commandment breakers. But in every way, Jesus is doing everything that's right and proper and fitting to fulfill all righteousness. And that's why the Father can say of him, with him I am well pleased. The Father cannot say that of me. The Father cannot say that of you. Not by our natures. Not by the works that we've done. The things that we've left undone. He could not say that he's pleased with our sin or pleased with our inactivity when it comes to when we should have stepped up and done something for someone to help them and we stood back and we stayed out of the way because we didn't want to get involved. Uh, Father would say, I'm not pleased with that. You sinned. But of his son, the beloved son who came from heaven, he can say, I am well pleased with him. He hasn't done anything wrong. He's never sinned in thought or word or deed. He is the righteous one. With him I'm well pleased. That's why Jesus can shine forth as the light of the world. That's why he's the different one, the distinct one. He alone kept the law. He is alone the commandment keeper. He is alone the righteous rescuer of sinners who have not kept the law. He is the one who came to do the work that no one else could do to save sinners. And for that work, he needed the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit descends on Jesus and, and stays on his shoulder, it seems like, for a while as a visible sign to Jesus and to anyone else who would have noticed that this is the special one who is the servant of the Lord, anointed by the Spirit, fulfilling Isaiah's prophecy completely and fully and wonderfully. And Jesus needed that Holy Spirit because not only is he the beloved son, he's also the son of man. He's human. And he's going to carry on a work that no mere mortal could ever take up and face and go through with and complete. Jesus is going to face the ordeal of temptation like we do, only he's going to have to do it perfectly and never sin as he's tempted. He's going to need the power of the Holy Spirit equipping him to face that temptation and to be able to turn away the devil's lies. Jesus is going to need the strength of the Spirit in order to face the ridicule, the rejection, all of the, the hurt, the pain that's going to come his way. Even though he's loving people fully and, and wonderfully with his miracles, his miracles are going to be turned back against him as if he's doing wrong things at the wrong time. You healed someone on the Sabbath day, they'll say, and basically mock him and hate him. He'll need the strength of the Spirit to face the suffering and death that he knows is coming his way as he goes closer and closer to the cross, carrying not his own sin, but the sin of the world as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Imagine the strength that that's going to be needed to do that. 
to take on all sin and all punishment for all sin as he suffers and dies. So all of this is happening at his baptism. Jesus, true God from all eternity, also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is being baptized to fulfill all righteousness as the pure and perfect Son of God, Son of Man. And the Father is loving him and commending him and pleased with him. The spotlight is on Jesus as the Spirit alights on his shoulder, equipping him and anointing him for the work that he must carry out. So certainly the spotlight is on Jesus at his baptism. It shows us that he's the one to look to and trust and know that he did come to be your savior, your redeemer, the commandment keeper, your righteous rescuer from your sin and damnation. The only way to the Father and to the glory and joy of heaven, the brightness and radiance of purity and perfection in God's home. The only way. So the spotlight is on Jesus, the baptism spotlight. How long ago were you baptized? Was it just a few years ago, or was it 50 years ago, or 80 years ago? Most of us don't remember our baptisms, and that's okay, but we remember our baptism. In other words, we remember what God did for us in baptism. He put his name on you. He said, you're my child, my heir. I have given you Jesus to be your savior. My son, as that gift of salvation, that, that commandment keeper, that righteous rescuer, to be the one who will get you through to heaven with me. And I'm going to equip you with the Holy Spirit so that you're strong in your faith and can resist the devil's temptations, so that you don't stray so that you don't wander away from me, so that you don't lose what I've given you in your baptism. I want you to remember that your sinful nature has been drowned and daily a new person arises to serve God. When, whenever a baby or a child or even an adult is baptized at our baptism font, and especially when it's in a church service, it's a, it's a good reminder to all of us of the blessings of our baptisms. It's also an interesting thing to think about when you, when you think of John the Baptist, John the Baptizer baptizing Jesus. He's not the one in the spotlight. And so at a baptism, the pastor's not the one in the spotlight. We're just God's instruments for doing that work, for carrying out that sacrament, for administering that grace of God to God's people. And, and even the baby or the child or the adult isn't in the spotlight at that point, even though maybe we're taking pictures and it may seem like that's the center of attention. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that idea of that person being so blessed that we're going to capture this with pictures and more pictures. But finally, cut through all of that. It's God's sacrament. It's God's gift of grace to us, his children. It's his miraculous power that uses something as simple and common as H2O, water, to wash away sin, to make the sun shine into the heart of a sin-darkened soul, to, to bring life and light and healing and warmth 
and comfort to sinners. Little and not so little. It's God's way of bringing someone out of darkness into his wonderful light. The light is shining in the darkness and that light is Jesus, your Savior. You see him at his baptism. You see him at your baptism. The light is on him for he is your light and salvation. Amen. And the peace of God that passes all understanding shall guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's confess our Christian faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. We continue now with the responsive prayer of the church. In our special prayers, we remember the family and friends of Mary Beth Lindke, who was called home to heaven this past week, a wife of um, Pastor L. Lindke, who had served at uh, Mount Sinai Montrose for a number of years in our circuit here. We also uh, rejoice along with Al Crickmore, as this Tuesday, January 10th, he celebrates his 89th birthday. And we remember Helen Matthews in our prayers as this Thursday, Tuesday she's having surgery and also Jay Donahue who is hospitalized at this time. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, at your baptism you revealed yourself as the obedient Son of Man, fulfilling all righteousness. Your Heavenly Father revealed you as his beloved Son in whom he is well pleased. The Holy Spirit revealed you as the Christ, anointed and armed to destroy the work of the devil. Lord Jesus, eternal word of God, you have connected your mighty word and gracious promises to the water of holy baptism. In baptism, you cleansed us from sin, redeemed us from death, and clothed us in your perfect righteousness. We praise you for the promise and treasure of baptism. Lord of life and death, we thank you for the countless ways you showed mercy to our fellow believer, Mary Beth Linke, now fallen asleep. We thank you especially for having brought her to know your son, Jesus, as her Savior. By the truth that their loved one is with you and by your promise that you are with them, comfort her family and all who mourn. Cheer them with the sure hope of a blessed reunion in heaven. Grant the lifeless body rest and at last together with us all a joyful resurrection to life everlasting. And gracious Lord, on the occasion of his 89th birthday, we thank and praise you for your continued goodness to your servant, Al Crickmore, 
whom you have blessed with length of days in this present life. Grant that he may continue to know your loving kindness, remain in your tender care and protection, and in all things glorify your holy name. Almighty God, we commend to your care Helen as she undergoes surgery. Thank you for blessing doctors and medical workers with great skill. Bless their work so that your servant may enjoy relief and recovery from her affliction. With confidence in your faithful love, we place her into your hands. And you, you alone, Lord, have the power to provide healing to those who are sick. We entrust to your care all who suffer from illness and disease. We ask you to be with Jay Donahue in his time of illness. If it is your will, restore his health quickly so that he may serve you with renewed strength and eagerness. And hear us, Lord, as we bring you our private petitions. Baptized into your name, most holy, O Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, we claim a place, though weak and lowly, among your saints, your chosen host, buried with Christ and dead to sin, your spirit now shall live within. join in singing hymn 384, Hail to the Lord's Anointed.
please stand for prayer. Blessed Lord, you have given us your holy scriptures for our learning. May we so hear them, read, learn, and take them to heart, that being strengthened and comforted by your holy word, we may cling to the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Please be seated. Again, good morning to each of you. It's a joy to worship with you today. And I won't complain anymore about the weather. It's not snowing and the roads are dry and so there's lots of good things to be thankful for too. This morning, um, we start a new Bible class uh, in our Bible class hour for adults uh, and high schoolers. Uh, starts, uh, we're starting with uh, a subject, prayer. Lord, teach us to pray is our, is our title. Lord, teach us to pray. So we'll do about five to eight weeks of, of that subject on prayer. So jump in. Uh, it's also meeting week at Salem. Um, Board for Christian Education starts off Monday night at 5.30. Elders at 7 Monday evening. And then Tuesdays, Sisters Serving Christ at 7 and Church Council at 7. The only board not meeting this month that I know of anyway is the Church Property Board. They're, they're not having a meeting uh, this month. Also, your offering envelopes for 2023, if you haven't picked them up yet, are on the table and back. And also the 2022 offering statements are there now. As of yesterday, those were prepared, I believe. Also, um, Pastor Willie put in a speaking up um, newsletter for the uh, pregnancy care centers. Uh, I don't know if that got in the bulletins or if those are on the table and back, but look for those on your way out if you don't have one in your service folder. Also this morning, I'm going to read a letter from our adoptive seminarian, our Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary um, student, Simeon Glendy. Uh, we had uh, sent him some um, tuition gift money uh, a month ago about, and uh, here's his, his letter. Uh, Dear Salem Lutheran Church, thank you so much for the amazing Christmas gift. I am so thankful for the help that you are providing for my tuition. Thank you so much for supporting me and helping me reach my goal of becoming a pastor. Again, I think it is amazing how much you are supporting someone you have never even met. This just shows me how amazing and how much of a blessing the family of believers are. This Christmas reminds me of why I want to be a pastor. It is because my eyes have seen God's salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people. Since God has led me to see his salvation in his word, I am very excited to share this message with other people who God will bring into my life now and will lead into my life as a pastor. Again, thank you for helping me reach this goal of me being able to share this news with others. 
I pray for each of you as you work on sharing this salvation with your community in Owasso and with everyone God brings into your life. I hope each of you has a very Merry Christmas. We got this letter last week, I guess. <laughs> and enjoys all the fun that this time of year brings. But most of all, I hope you have an amazing Christmas celebrating the birth of God himself. Thanks for everything again. Praying for you all. Simeon Glendy. And also this morning, because uh, we didn't uh, do the December Wells connection, we will actually go back to before Christmas a little bit with that too. So it's kind of like a flashback. So it's not a bad thing because we jump over the Christmas season really fast. Uh, just the way it falls, especially when it falls on a Sunday like it did this year. So uh, we'll be watching the Wells Connection for December and um, after our closing hymn, hymn 692, All Who Believe and Are Baptized. Christmas. I'm Wells President Mark Schrader. Wells is incredibly blessed to be able to send missionaries out into the various parts of North America and the whole world to preach the good news of Christ to all creation. And although that invitation to do so from Jesus himself is an exciting one, it can also come with challenges. That's why the support that Wells members from across our synod give to our missionaries and their families is so vital. Pastor Andrew Johnston serves as a Wells World missionary with his wife Cindy and their five children. Just weeks after their third child was born in Antigua, the newborn ran a fever. When little guys get fevers, it's, it's usually some, you know, they, they worry about it because it could be some really serious stuff. So Cindy brought her baby to the local hospital to see the pediatrician. They ran tests on him and did some blood work. You know, obviously as a mom, you're, you're just worried. I'm looking at the tests they're running and the, the blood work they're doing and everything they're doing, and I'm saying, oh my goodness, is this, is this right? Is this what we should be doing? So 
for some confirmation. Cindy was connected with a Wells member in the United States who is also a pediatrician. I'm sending him test results and sending him, you know, all the medications they were prescribing and the dosages and everything they were doing just to double check. A lot of the physicians there were very, very good and definitely knew their stuff, but you know, you just, you just worry because it's different. Being outside of our comfort zone can certainly be worrisome at times, but thanks be to God, in the end, the Johnston's son was okay and his fever passed. But Cindy says she's extremely thankful for the support that Wells members provided to her family. It was just an unbelievable blessing to be able to text him throughout the process and throughout everything and, and just, um, you know, get his encouragement and his support and his um, confirmation. Sometimes that support happens on an individual level, and other times it happens on a larger scale, such as at gatherings of the Lutheran Women's Missionary Society, or LWMS. Wells missionaries trekked to Africa in 1953 and established a church in the country we now call Zambia. Or at Taste of Missions, held at Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary. Vicki! I am super excited about the work. It's never fun to be excited about something and have other people shrug their shoulders. So when you go to something like an LWMS convention or Taste of Missions, it is such encouragement to be around people who are just ex as excited as I am about the work of the gospel in other places. I mean, we've got so many people um, who are supporting us in this work, and uh, it just it feels really good to know that they're behind us and, um, and praying for us and eager to see us succeed, you know, uh, as we go with God's word. LWMS and Taste of Missions are wonderful ways that members of Wells churches can learn about various mission work that Wells is doing both in North America and around the world, directly from those who are in the field. You're hearing the missionaries talk about their work. That's really not easy work. Um, you know, they, they don't have individuals welcome them all the time. Um, sharing Jesus is not necessarily something that is welcomed in specific countries or even here in the United States at times. Sometimes our missionaries are on islands preaching the good news. Other times, it might feel like they are on spiritual islands, working in a culture and society that is so distant from God. But through the encouragement and enthusiasm of supporters, these missionaries and their families can, God willing, feel a little less alone. That enthusiasm is kind of contagious. This huge group of people that's just standing behind you and supporting and singing their guts out. Like, it's just so cool to be a part of that. Support of these missionaries is so beneficial because their work is so vital that others might know of the peace and hope that only Jesus brings. To everyone in the pew, to everyone um, who gives offerings, gives prayers, sends a letter to a missionary, befriends a mission, anyone who does that, just thank you because it, it, it does not go unnoticed. It is so, so appreciated. And I always felt like um, a number of times over the years, you know, that letter came at just the right time, you know, where you were struggling or having trouble with something and, and it just showed up and it's, it's super cool. So thank you very, very much.
Supporting missionaries, their families, and their work can happen in many different ways, such as attending one of these events, writing them a personalized message of encouragement, praying for their work, and supporting financially through your gifts. We thank you for all of the ways that you support Wells Mission Work, and if you'd like to learn more about how you can join these important efforts, visit wells.net forward slash missions.